It's time for good health, an opportunity to hear from our local healthcare community about the most current medical topics and how they relate to your healthy lifestyle. Good health is brought to you by Good Shepherd Healthcare System. Now let's welcome our host, Caitlin Kozad. Good morning and welcome to Good Health Live, brought to you by Good Shepherd Healthcare System. I'm Caitlin Kozad, the host for Good Health, and I have the privilege of introducing to you today one of our newest physicians to join Good Shepherd, and we hope you will give her a very warm official welcome to our community when you get the chance to. Here with us this morning in the KOHU studio is Dr. Nicole Patching. She is board certified by the American Board of Family Medicine, and she just moved here this month and began seeing patients on our campus this week. Dr. Patching is a part of the primary care clinic located on the first floor of our Good Shepherd Medical Plaza, and this is at 620 Northwest 11th Street in Hermiston. Dr. Patching, thank you for joining us this morning and helping our community get to know about you. Thank you, Caitlin. I'm excited to be here. So welcome to Hermiston. We are so glad to have you be a part of the Good Shepherd family. I'm happy to be in Hermiston. So tell us about your background. Where are you from? Well, I was born and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. It's a city just north of the U.S.-Canadian border, um, central Canada, I'd say just above North Dakota, Minnesota. Fantastic. Um, what was it like growing up in Canada? Um, well, some would say cold, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it was great. I had a great uh, childhood and great upbringing. So. Oh, well, we're so glad to have you here. Um, when did you complete your medical school uh, and, and residency, and, and why did you want to become a doctor? So I just finished my residency, which uh, brings me back to medical school being in 2013 when I started. Uh, and I did that at a university called Sebe University, uh, which is in a Dutch Caribbean island. Uh, I did two years of my book work there, and then I did the rest of my clinical medical rotations in the U.S., after residency or after medical school, I did my residency at Hennepin Healthcare in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, as for what made me want to become a doctor, it was always something that just came natural. I can remember being young and having a copy of the American Medical Association's Family Medical Guide that I would hide under my bed. Um, it was my mom's and. I would use the symptom questionnaires to diagnose my family and friends. <laughs> so I guess you could say medicine has always been a little part of my life in that way. Oh, I love it. My kids do the same thing. They love to play doctor. Um, <laughs> the stethoscope is their favorite toy at the moment. Um, so what led you to choose this field of medicine, um, family medicine? So during my clinical rotations in medical school, I found myself really loving every little part of or not every little part, but a lot of parts from different uh, fields of medicine. And family medicine, I found to be kind of the one field that incorporated a lot of those different aspects. And so it made it an ideal way to practice and incorporate a little bit of everything I enjoy. Absolutely. And so, I mean, you've kind of been around all, all around the country and then Canada and what landed you in the Pacific Northwest and, and now Hermiston? Well, 
in terms of trying to find somewhere that I wanted to be long term, uh, growing up in the prairies, I always just felt drawn to move closer to the mountains. Um, the Pacific Northwest is beautiful in that respect. Uh, another thing that I wanted to leave behind uh, from the prairies was the several months of freezing snow and cold. For that reason, I felt like the coast and the rain on the coast wasn't as appealing. Um, and then found Hermiston, and it was the perfect location for me. It still puts me close to the mountains, but it also allows me to enjoy the 300 days of sunshine and temperate winters. Um, and then things like the vineyards and the watermelon are just a added bonus. Oh, yeah. They're absolutely wonderful. And, and really, a lot of folks are drawn here for all of those reasons. So we're very glad that you are here. Um, so you're fresh out of residency, you said. Um, what is your goal here in the Hermiston community? My goal is just really to plant roots and build a practice that I can use to serve the community for years to come. I want to be one of those doctors that generations of family have gone to see. Oh, we love hearing that. And and you very well could see generations of patients. Um, so describe generally what a family medicine physician does and your important role in the patient care uh, process. So family medicine, in my mind, is really the prime example of primary care. We can often be the first place a patient really goes to receive health care. Our goal um, is to provide continuing and comprehensive health care across ages, genders, diseases, all parts of the body. Um, a big part of that comprehensive care is focusing also on preventative health care. We also help coordinate patients who need to see other specialists. It's just really a cornerstone of health care in general. Yeah, I, I like to look at it like um, you guys really are the, the gatekeepers. Um, you are the first point of care and in, in, in entry um, at the healthcare system, unless, you, of course, you're coming to see us for emergency care or urgent care. But um, primary care is so important and, and has such an important role. So what is the age range of patients that you can care for? I am able to see patients of all ages um, from all walks of life, from newborn to elderly uh, and everything in between. Fantastic. So what are some of the most common conditions you see and treat? That would be a hard one to really pin down um, with what is common across all age groups. Um, but outside of doing annual checkups for children and adults, um, screening for common conditions, I would say I do see a lot of things like diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, obesity, asthma, depression, anxiety, the list goes on. <laughs> yes, and so this, this makes me think of a question. Um, what is the difference between um, a family medicine physician and an internal medicine physician? So internal medicine, uh, they generally, unless they're med-peds, uh, does only adult care. Right. They can pri provide primary care, but then they're uh, most often seeing patients in hospital or working as a hospitalist. Um, and they also do a sort of broad scope of the medical background knowledge that you need to go on and specialize in things like cardiology or gastroenterology. Yes, you explained that so well. Now, um, let's get back to what... Um, what you can offer with primary care. What are some of the in-office procedures that you provide? 
Well, some of the common procedures I would say would have to be things like skin biopsies, wart removals, toenail removals. Um, I do a variety of women's health procedures, uh, some joint injections. I can even do newborn circumcisions. It's great to know you have such a wide range of in-office procedures that you and the team there provides. Um, So as a family medicine physician, what is the scope of your care, if you could define it? And at what point would you refer out for more specialized care? Family medicine in general has a very broad scope. It's really difficult to define that scope. I would say for the past three years of my residency training, I wasn't only learning a little bit of everything, but more importantly, I was also learning when a patient needs attention from somebody a little more specialized than me. Um, My goal is that my patients are feeling like they're being taken care of, whether that care is being provided solely by me or um, by a combination of myself and other specialty care. Fantastic. So what are some of the conditions you would warn the community about that they should not delay their need for care as it could require emergency care? That's a great question. I'd say in general, I suggest my patients stay in contact and see their primary care uh, physicians at least once a year, uh, sometimes more if they have chronic medical conditions. Um, And then I also suggest that patients see their doctors when anything or just something seems out of the ordinary. As for certain symptoms that I think are more urgent or emergent um, and and need more imminent medical attention, I'd say things like chest pain, irregular heartbeats, uh, difficulty breathing, changes in your ability to do activities that you perform daily um, without having at least a great difficulty of or more exhaustion, um, sudden weakness in one or more limbs, large changes in weight or energy within the last week to month. Um, And then you can also say things like if you have thoughts of self-harm or thoughts of harming anyone else uh, or just not feeling safe in general. I would say there are many things that could bring you in to see the doctor uh, fast, but when you're thinking of the top three causes of death in the U.S., heart disease, cancer, and accidents, anything that just feels irregular could lead to one of those, so go get seen. Yeah, so um, you mentioned cancers, and um, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Um which, you know, as we all know, it's a very important health awareness across the globe for all women. Um, what would you want our community to know about breast cancer awareness? Yes, that's a great question. Um, breast cancer is super common. Uh, one in eight women will experience breast cancer at some point in their life. Uh, as for my advice, uh, I'd say go get your regular checkups. Women over the age of 40 getting annual mammograms. Regular screenings are the best way uh, to detect cancer early, and early detection is your best chance at recovery. Absolutely. Um, So what should a patient expect when they come to see you, Dr. Patching, and how do you determine the best treatment method for your patients? Yeah, so... I mean, I strive to provide a patient-centered experience. 
a, a patient can expect that when they arrive, my team's going to help them into a room and get a history of what's currently going on and then update any changes in their medical history. Uh, I will then come and meet with them and look at their health as a whole in combination of their history and for whatever is bringing them in to see me. And then we'll have a discussion uh, where my goal is to educate my patients so they understand what's currently happening with their health and they can be a part of the decision-making process for the next steps, either testing, treatment, ongoing management, anything for their medical needs. So Dr. Patching joins our primary care clinic, and it's a great team there with a, another family medicine physician as well as another advanced nurse practitioner. Um, so tell us about the team and, and what you're looking forward to working with them. Absolutely. I, uh, I believe healthcare works best on a team level. Um, my colleagues, along with uh, really great medical staff there, all work alongside each other to achieve a common goal, and that's to provide excellent patient care, um, patient-centered care at that. And I'm really looking forward to working with them. Yes, I'm sure they're excited to have you. So if you're just joining us, this is Good Health, brought to you by Good Shepherd Healthcare System, and we are getting to know our newest doctor at Good Shepherd, Dr. Nicole Patching, and she's a family medicine physician. So if you have a question for us, you can certainly message us on Facebook, um, and we'll look forward to uh, answering any questions you have. So um, Dr. Patching, why is it important to establish a primary care provider, no matter uh, what age you're at? Well, a primary care physician really gets to know their patients and works with them to achieve uh, a patient's health goals. We're not only there to take care of you when you're sick, but also to provide preventative health care that can save your life. Preventative health care include, including uh, regular checkups, patient counseling, and screening keeps healthy people healthy, but then can also detect any health-related problems flying under the radar before they develop into something worse. Absolutely. So how do patients typically come into your care? Is it by a referral? Um, do you accept walk-ins? And what is the best way to reach you? I am taking new patients. No referrals needed. Uh, walk-ins may or may not be able to be fit into the schedule, but in general, we do have same-day appointments for anything urgent. Uh, the best way to make an appointment is to call our office, uh, and that number, I believe, is 541-667-3830. Another good question to throw at you, Dr. Patching. So the Internet can hinder a patient's ability to make good health care choices, um, usually because of incomplete and incorrect information they find out on there. So do you find yourself debunking misinformation your patients found on the Internet? All of the time. <laughs> I let my patients know, Dr. Google is not your friend. Um, there's a, a reason why medical school takes four years on top of an undergraduate degree and why there's residency and specialization on top of that. Uh, the human body is just super complex. My job is to help patients understand their body and their health, and there's no question too silly. Uh, I really encourage them to come in and ask their doctor before seeking advice on the internet. I can also help provide more resources that are actually backed by evidence-based research, uh, research too. So, Yes, all important points. Um, uh, my next question, can you give us an example of a great patient success story? 
So it's always a success for me when my patients leave the office feeling a little bit more empowered with their own health. Um, off the top of my head, thinking back to one of my patients who came in the office uh, feeling hopeless, having low energy, and this had been going on for years. We not only focused on how they were feeling physically, but then really drew in on the mentally as well. Uh, we identified that the patient was feeling depressed, and uh, when I educated them on all the symptoms that they were experiencing that really tied into this depression, uh, the patient was able to feel more motivated to actually treat it. Uh, we identified also that they were really deficient in vitamin D, which can affect the mood. Um, so with those appropriate treatments and uh, resources and just identifying overall and getting them on some vitamin D supplementation after the patient came, came back for follow-up and told me like they'd just gotten their life back and they had felt good for the first time in over 15 years. 15 years. That is amazing for, for something so simple that um, a lot of us overlook. So thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Um, as far as what you see happening in the healthcare industry, um, and particularly primary care, what do you think is coming down the road? Ooh, let's see. I mean, I think there's going to be a large focus on uh, overall health and, and things like obesity uh, with the American population projected to have over 50% uh, of the population being obese by 2050. I, I think that's going to be a large focus. Another new and happening thing, uh, I think that's happening in healthcare that we can see becoming a more common trend in the future is doctors going to things like group visits. Uh, it's something that I think that can help patients develop a little bit of community while having a little bit more time spent on education surrounding certain health topics, whatever health topics uh, that group visit is meant for. I could see how that could be really powerful, having a group appointment. Um, you know, just having that camaraderie um, and, and essence of team going through something together could be really impactful. So that's exciting. And um, boy, but what a what a um, scary thing to think that um, you know many many of our population will be obese, which can be a very scary um, health condition. But I'm sure with with a good doctor, um, they can offer a lot of hope in, in getting their their life back on track and, and where they want to be. So. Um, given the current pandemic, what is your guidance for community members that are feeling ill? Well, I'd say if, if a patient is feeling ill, I'd urge them to go and get COVID testing. Uh, if they're having any symptoms, that would be consistent with the disease. Um, and then also to isolate themselves as much as possible until they can get those results. My hopes would be that everybody does go get vaccinated, but regardless of vaccination or not, knowledge is power and identifying the illness early can really help uh, not only to see if there's treatments that can prevent worsening, such as monoclonal antibodies, but it also helps decrease the spread. I also encourage masking up in public and infection prevention actions we can all do, like hand washing. Yeah, and the last thing I would like to leave um, is on that subject. You know, call Dr. Patching, call your provider, um, call ahead. If you're having concerns or questions, it's always good to call. 
Um, so are COVID-19 vaccinations being offered at the primary care clinic and which vaccines? Yes, they are being provided. Uh, I believe we have both Pfizer and Moderna. Uh, I would certainly call ahead uh, to make sure because I know supplies can vary. Yes, I think they're expecting to do um, by appointment if possible. And I did um, learn that they have Johnson & Johnson. Um, there's just kind of more limited supply, but um, all three vaccines are available. And um, like Dr. Patching said, just um, call and make an appointment. So um, I'd like to switch gears here and talk about what you like to do when you're not at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess you can generally find me anywhere outdoors, whether it's running, hiking, uh, visiting a farmer's market or a vineyard. Uh, and then I just enjoy spending time with my fiance and our dog. We like to travel or even just stay home, catch up on shows, cook a nice meal together. Okay, so tell me about your dog. What kind of dog is it? <laughs> uh, I have an Australian Labradoodle. His name is Rue. Um, he's a big furball. How cute. I'm sure he's so happy to have you home when he gets to see you. Yes. <laughs> so um, anything else you want our community to know about you and, and Good Shepherd's Primary Care Clinic? Well, I started seeing patients this week, and I look forward to serving Hermiston and the surrounding areas for any and all of your primary care needs. Call and book your appointment today in Sabosh Care. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure, Dr. Patching. It's time to wrap up Good Health today. I want to thank our new board-certified family medicine physician, Dr. Nicole Patching, for joining us and for sharing all this great information with our community. Um, Dr. Patching, as she said, is welcoming new patients, and you can call her office, which is 541-667-3830. And we are so happy to have you as part of the Good Shepherd family, and we really do. We look forward to the positive impact that you're going to have on our community. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Caitlin. It's really been my pleasure. Again, this is Good Health, and we invite you to visit our website for more information. It's at www.gshealth.org or our Facebook page, where we will post a podcast of today's interview with Dr. Patching soon. This is Good Health Live, brought to you by Good Shepherd Healthcare System in the KOHU studio. Thank you for joining us, and be well.